Corinthians chapter 12, 7 through 9. I want to say that we missed Pastor this morning, and uh, I believe he's listening in online. He mentioned that he would this morning before service. He sent me a quick message, said that things are going very well, and he hasn't been able to give any specifics, but he did say that he, um, well, he says, I know that you're getting ready to practice, and he said, but don't think I could tell you everything via text. Just call me after service is over, and I'll give you a full report so you can let the church know. And uh, so after service, I'll be talking to him, and I'll have a full report this evening of everything that's going on. Amen. But we just know that the Lord is, amen, using him in special ways, and um, and we know that, you know, they had a little setback at the beginning, but I'm sure I mean, God is I mean, using them, making up for lost time. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, it says, And lest I should be ex- exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I, I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my my affirmities. He said, Most gladly, therefore, because the strength is made perfect in weakness, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Amen. Amen. For a few moments this morning, I mean, I hope I could be a blessing this morning. I want to talk to you on this subject, power for the pain. Amen. We believe that the Lord is going to move Amen. the remaining portion of this service this morning. He's already, His presence has already been evident Amen. through the worship of the people of God. Let's continue that spirit and mode of worship Amen. through the remaining portion of this service. Can we do that? Let's lay our down our Bibles and ask the Lord to help us Amen. in this service. Thank you, Jesus. name of Jesus we pray hallelujah let's give the Lord some praise before we're seated this this morning thank you Jesus for your goodness hallelujah Jesus hallelujah amen you can be seated amen amen it is our human's nature it's natural for us amen to try and hide and, and um, mask the things that cause us pain, and that cause us, amen, uncomfort, un, to make us uncomfortable. Those, those things, amen, that are in our life, amen, that are constant, amen, as Paul put it, a thorn in our flesh, amen, things, amen, that, amen, that are a constant struggle for us, and things that are painful to us, amen, it's natural for us to attempt Amen. To cover that up and to hide it. Amen. And uh, I mean, we don't want anybody to know, amen, that what we're feeling. Amen. We don't 
not want anybody to know what we're struggling with. Amen. And so we attempt, amen, to hide it. Amen. And God has enabled men throughout the pages of His Word and consistently demonstrates to us that His plan will be accomplished through weakened vessels like ourselves. I mean, these points of pain, these, these, pla- these areas in our life, amen, that are, amen, issues, amen, that we constantly try to cover up and try to hide are the very things that God wants to use, amen, to bring Him glory. Amen. Amen. The pain, amen, that we struggle with, amen, our weaknesses, our, our uh, fallibilities, amen, our, amen, the very things that we try to cover up and, and, and make excuses for, God wants to use that as a leverage, amen, to give Him glory. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23 says, But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Amen. God hath chosen, amen, the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Amen. Amen. Your weaknesses, your pain, amen, the, your struggles, amen, the things, amen, that are, amen, the things that you are so ashamed about are the things that God wants to take and make, amen, to strength, amen, to use, amen, as a form of strength, amen, in his kingdom. Amen. God has chosen those weak things, amen, in your life, amen, to confound the things that are mighty. The base things of the world, the things which are despised, hath God chosen, yea, the things which are not, to bring to naught the things that are, that no flesh should glory in His presence. And that's the ultimate reasoning behind the Lord's will to use your weak things. Amen. Because... Amen. We're very aware. We're, this is not something, amen, that is distant, amen, from us. But we're aware of our weaknesses. And, and I don't care, amen, how many compliments I receive on, on certain attributes, amen. I'm very aware of my shortcomings and the fa- fa- failures in my life and the areas where I struggle, amen. And, and you could compliment me. You could say, amen, any number, amen, of and perform any number of kind gestures to try to reassure me, but I'm aware of where I come short. I'm aware of the areas that I fall short, and that's the very reason why God chooses those things, amen, to, to, to do, amen, the things that He wants to do in His kingdom. Amen. Amen, that no flesh should glory in His presence. Amen. Yea, the, amen. The things which are despised hath God chosen, and the things which are not to bring to naught things that are. You want to have revival. You want to have a breakthrough. You want to have, amen, a, a revival service. You want to, 
Amen. Pray somebody through to the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. The, the people, amen, that are sitting on these pews and, and people standing on this platform. I'm talking about myself. Amen. Those of us, amen, who feel like we're inadequate, amen, unable, amen, to reach those, amen, that have real problems, that real situations. God, amen, wants to use us, amen, to reach those people. He wants to use you, amen, in your faulted state, amen, in your human state, amen, amen, very aware, amen, of your failures and shortcomings, amen, to teach those, amen, that are also falling short, amen, to teach those, amen, that are also, amen, coming up short before God, friend. Hallelujah. We're all on the same, amen, level field at the foot of the cross. There's no... Nobody, amen, standing or sitting on a pedestal, amen, above one another, amen, but we are all, amen, at the same level, at the foot of the cross, amen, amen, requiring that same precious blood, amen, that saved us, amen, I'm not better than you, and you're not better than me, and we're not better than anyone outside of these four walls, amen, but this attitude is what is going to bring about revival, Amen, if we can understand, amen, that we are, amen, the levers that God is going to push and pull, amen, until revival comes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe God wants to send revival to New Life Pentecostal Church. He wants to bring power, amen, in the midst of a painful situation. Amen, I don't care, amen, what you're struggling with. Amen, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know what you're, I mean, I, I always seem to fall into this, this predicament. I mean, I don't care what you're struggling with. I don't mean to say it in that way. What I do mean to say is that I don't know what you're struggling with. Amen, but what you're struggling with, amen, and, and the pains, amen, that you deal with on a day-to-day basis Amen, are exactly what God wants to use, amen, to teach another. Amen, and to bring power, amen, to New Life Pentecostal Church. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 30, If I must needs glory, I'm going to boast, and that's what that word means, about anything. I'm going to brag about anything he said if I must needs glory I will glory of the things which concern mine infirmities a little bit twisted way of thinking I'm going to brag about my failures my mistakes my shortcomings I'm going to talk about those things I'm going to tell others about where I fall short. Why? Why why would you do that, Paul? Why would you put yourself in such a vulnerable position and expose your weaknesses? Why would you do that? Why? Amen, I hope to convince you this morning of the reason why that he did that, amen, amen, with the purpose of this message. But ultimately, the reasoning behind, amen, let me just, let me just proceed here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, we see an example of where Paul identified, amen, a weakness, amen, that he observed in himself. In verse 4, amen, we often quote this passage of Scripture, 
Amen. In reference, amen, to the power, amen, and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians 2 and 4 says, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Amen. And if you back up to verse 3, you'll see the reason why, amen, he said this. In verse 3 he says, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. I was nervous. I was worried. I was concerned, amen, about the way that I would come across. And so my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words, amen, of man's wisdom, but in demonstration, amen, of the spirit and of power. If we could ever, amen, recognize and just admit, amen, be willing, amen, to expose our vulnerabilities before God, amen, that's where the power of God has room, amen, to move and perform and do what he ultimately wants to do. Amen, if we can be like Paul and say, I was with you in weakness. I was with you in trembling. I was with you in fear. I was worried about the way I was coming across. Amen, but in that state and in that mindset, that's where God's power and glory, amen, came across, amen, into the church at Corinth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is, friend, there is power, amen, in your pain. If you can somehow, amen, come across before the Lord and say, God, amen, I know I'm weak. I know I'm frail. Amen, I know I'm just human. I know I'm just flesh. But if you could use anything, I'm available. Amen. Amen. And just to reiterate that no flesh of glory in his presence, verse 5 in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, continues and says that your faith, the faith of the church at Corinth, should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Paul wasn't interested in building a kingdom for himself. He wasn't interested in, in, in putting, amen, in, 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 um, make appealing to the people's personalities and, and making his personality attractive to them. What he was interested in is pointing their faith and their desire into a mighty and powerful God. Amen. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. He said all this was orchestrated by the hand of God. He knew what he was doing when he sent me to Corinth in my weakened state. When God knew what he was doing when he told Paul to go to Corinth. He knew, amen, the struggles, the internal battles, amen, that Paul was dealing with, amen, when he approached the congregation at Corinth. But yet God sent him anyway, amen, to show and to demonstrate the power, amen, to those people, the spirit and power, amen. Paul was certainly acquainted with the feeling of inadequacy and weakness. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24-27, Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered, I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep and in journeyings often. 
and perils of water, and perils of robbers, and perils of mine own countrymen, and perils by the heathen, and perils in the city, and perils in the wilderness, and perils in the sea, and perils among false brethren, and weariness, and painfulness, and watchings often, and hunger, and thirst, and fastings often, and cold, and nakedness. Obviously, Paul knew what it was like to be weakened, to be weak, to have pain, to struggle. How many times have you felt like, I mean, you're laying at the bottom of the ocean with all the pressures of life on top of you? How many times have you felt like every time you turn around, another lashing, amen, is falling on your back? How many times, amen, have you felt like the ship of life has been steered, amen, to the storm and you've lost all of your control? Everything, amen, that you had planned, the course that you had charted out, amen, is no longer worth anything. Amen. I've been there. Amen. But in those moments, if we would realize that, that this is another opportunity for a powerful God to step into my life and demonstrate his power. This is another opportunity for our God, amen, to step in, amen, and turn it all around. I can take you to the story of the disciples as they went through the Sea of Galilee. It seemed like it was a small, amen, sea, the, the, the course, amen, that they had planned, amen, the, the path that they had chosen to go was not something, amen, that was very significant. They had done it time and time again. Many of these men spent their lives on the Sea of Galilee, and this was not anything that was difficult or, or observed to be something hard for these men. But as they went across the Sea of Galilee that day, amen, a storm began to rage, and then the rain fell, and the wind started to blow, amen, and waves like they've never seen, amen, started to climb up the sides of their ship, amen. They started to toss back and forth, and some water crept in here, and some water crept in there, amen. And they began, amen, to sink and, and fall below, amen, the surface of the sea. Hallelujah. 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 But, amen, somebody, amen, on that ship said, I know where Jesus is at. I know where Jesus is. I, he's laying beneath, amen, the deck. Amen. Somebody go down there, amen, and get a hold of Jesus. Somebody, amen, go down the stairs, amen, into the gutter, amen, of this ship and talk to Jesus. Amen. Get a hold of Jesus. Amen. Spend some time with Jesus. Amen. Everything is going to turn around. Amen. He's the one, amen, that drew these waves upon the water. Amen. He's the one, amen, that caused this wind to blow and causes it to cease. Amen. He's the one, amen, that created you and me, friend. 
Amen. Somebody get a hold of Jesus. Amen. This is where the power and our pain lies. Amen. If we can find a place with God. Amen. When we're in pain, when we're weak, when we're struggling, if we can make our way to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in the service this morning. Amen. Amen. Somebody ought to get a hold of Jesus. Amen. I know, amen, that the boisterous winds are blowing. Hallelujah. 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 Let me move on here tonight. This morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 29. Paul said, who is weak? And I am not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. It's like you Corinthians are over their poor mouth and talking about how bad it is. How hard your, pro, your situations are. And not, a, not very many verses before this. Verse 24, he goes through the, the Jews five times, received I 40 stripes, I was in the deep uh, night and the day. And he goes on and explains all his weaknesses. And then he asks the question, who among you is weak? Have you ever spent the night literally in the deep? And today, have you ever experienced what it's like to have your own family members give you up to the authorities? Have you, your own countrymen, amen, have you ever, amen, been in perils in the wilderness, in the city, and by the heathen, in the sea, among false brethren, men that I counted as my brethren? but are not. False brethren. Paul was trying to relate to these Corinthians and let them know that I know what you're going through. I have been there. I know what you're feeling. I know what weakness feels like. Who among you is weak? And I am not weak. But he goes on to say in the very next verse, verse 30, if I must needs glory. If I'm going to brag about anything, I will glory of the things which concern mine infirmities. Because I know where my power comes from. I know, amen, that I, if I ever re reach a place where I feel like I've got it on the ball. I mean, I feel like I've got it all under control. I mean, that I am, I am, I am pushing away I mean, the power I mean, that God wants to exhibit in me. Peter said it this way, verse 12 of 1 Peter chapter 4, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. As though some strange thing happened unto you, but rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. And if you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. It's because of the fiery trial 
which is to try you, that the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. I'll say that again. It's because of the triary, the fiery trial that is to try you. Its purpose is to try you. But because of that trying, because of that trial, that triary file, that fiery trial, amen, that you receive the glory and the Spirit of God. I didn't say it. Apostle Peter said it. Peter is also speaking from experience. He had his good days and he had some bad days. Mr. Peter was called Satan by none other than the Lord himself. I'd say that was a pretty bad day. I mean, he denied the Lord three times. I mean, this this isn't just a mistake. This is a repeated offense. Something that occurred one time after another. And he was told that this was going to happen. Apostle Peter. But the one... The one who offended the Lord. The one who denied the Lord. And was the one who preached the message on the day of Pentecost. Amen. To a group of Jews. Amen. Let's, I can take you through Amen. Matthew chapter 26. John chapter 21 where, you know, the various instances of where he had failed the Lord. Amen, let me, let, me, but let me take you to Acts chapter 5, verse 28, saying, Did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and tend to bring this man's blood upon us. Notice who responds, verse 29, And then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Well, Peter, don't you realize what they're saying? If you don't stop preaching this message, they're going to beat you. They're going to to take you and beat you. And verse 40 says of the same chapter, "And, and to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, They commanded that they should not speak in the name of of Jesus and let them go. They departed from thence of the council, rejoicing that they they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And Peter understood this principle, that there was something about a weakened man that God can use. Peter was willing to go through the public humiliation and the other apostles. Was willing to go through public humiliation and then stand up on the day of Pentecost and declare that we should be baptized in the name of Jesus and repent and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He was willing, amen, to go through all that, amen, all uh, the, the recognition 
Amen. And association with Jesus when the crowd, amen, it said, you're the one that was with, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not, I'm not with Jesus. And, and he denied, amen, his association with him. Amen. So it became publicly, amen, and publicly refuted, amen, what he believed and his association with the man Jesus. Amen. But the day that he stood before the Sanhedrin council in Acts chapter 5, he decided, I'm not going to deny him anymore. I'm not going, amen, to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to just lay down and let them make fun of me anymore. I'm going to choose to obey God rather than men. I choose, amen, you, you guys can beat me. You can, you can kill me if you want to. You can put me in chains. But I've already been down this path before. I know, what, I know what it feels like, amen, to deny the Lord. And this is awfully close. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take, amen, responsibility and obey God rather than men. Hallelujah. Peter understood, amen, by having gone down this path, amen, what it was like, amen, to go through, amen, these trials, these Struggles, these situations. I mean, he could easily have asked the question, God, why are you, why am I doing this all over again? Why am I struggling with this again? Easily, he could have, he could have turned his tail and walked away. I can't deal with this. If this is what it means to live for God, I mean, to always come before people and wonder whether or not I'm living for God. God, can't you just see that I love you? Can't you just see that I'm serving you? Amen. But Peter, amen, instead penned the words, amen, that the, the fiery trial that is to try us, amen, is where the glory and the Spirit of God comes from. He realized, amen, he understood, amen, that this situation, this repeated problem, this thing, amen, that I keep struggling with is where God chose, amen, to give me power to produce the power in my life. Child of God, I know, amen, I know because I've been there. I've been, amen, through situations where I've wondered why in this world, amen, am I struggling with this? Why am I the one, amen, that is standing on the day of Pentecost before all these sinners when, when, I, when just a few days ago, a couple months ago, I mean, I was struggling with offending and denying the Lord. I mean, because Pete, that's where Peter, amen, received, amen, the power, amen, to stand up, amen, that morning. Amen, Paul writing, to Timothy, amen, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 says, I have fought a good faith. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but, to, but unto all them also that love his appear, appearing. He also penned it earlier in his ministry to the Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 15, 
Verse 42, so also is the resurrection of the day is sown in corruption and it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness and it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body and it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Paul, writing to Timothy and writing to the Corinthian church, amen, says, amen, that, that on the day of resurrection, amen, where, amen, the glory of God shall be revealed. The day, amen, where we, amen, rise above all these earthly problems and human problems. Amen. The day, amen, that we receive incorruption will be wrought, amen, by people, amen, and the people, amen, that are experiencing that incorruption are people that were corrupt. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. This is exactly the plan that God has chosen. To build the church. To bring us, amen, into a life living for him. why it's so important, amen, that repentance and remission of sins is preached in this church. It's why it's so important that, that those that are corrupt, as they walk in, amen, the back doors of this church, hear a message of repentance and blood and forgiveness and remission of sins, and baptism in Jesus' name, and that corruption that is sown reaps incorruption. Their weaknesses, their struggles, their problems, their situations. I mean, that they, the, the seeds of sin that they have been sowing all of their life. I mean, in a moment of repentance, in a moment of forgiveness from a saving God. Amen. I in a moment of, amen, I obedience to His word, receive power. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Paul writing to Timothy, he said, I fought the good fight. I struggled. I, I dealt with some things. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. And because of all that, henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. This seed of corruption, this this day-to-day -day mundane struggle, amen, that I have sown day in and day out. And I, I'm not I'm not condoning sin. I'm not I don't want you to misread and understand what I'm trying to say here this morning. Amen. That's why I, I clarify, that's why remission of sins, amen, repentance should be preached, amen, among his people, amen, in his in his Church, amen, that those, amen, that are sowing corruption, amen, can receive incorruption by the Spirit of God. Amen, but us children of God, amen, who have, amen, gotten beyond the sin problem that are now living a life, amen, to our best ability, trying to live for God, amen, still, amen, on, in, on some occasion, amen, have corrupt ideas, have weak points in our life, have struggles. And those struggles and those weaknesses and those situations, amen, that we are sowing are exactly the thing that God wants to turn around and make incorruptible and make powerful. Amen. 
Amen. That, that our mortal life shall take on immortality. I mean, I'm not talking about on this earth, but ultimately one day the trumpet is going to sound. Amen. And our, we will be caught up with our Lord in the air. Amen. And go flying beyond this corrupted world. Hallelujah. Amen. That's a message I haven't heard, amen, in a while. Amen. Child of God, amen, there is a hope beyond this world. There is a promise. There is, amen, mansion that's waiting for you and for me waiting on in glory. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. But we don't have to wait until then. Amen. To experience an incorruptible foundation of truth and doctrine to experience. Amen. The glory. Amen. And power of an apostolic church. Amen. And our seeds of corruption are sown. Amen. And reap in corruption. Amen. Our, our seeds that are sowing dishonor. Amen. Are raised in glory. Amen. And our seeds that are sown in weakness are raising in power. In the apostolic church, in the church of the living God. Friend, the gates of hell cannot prevail against you as a member of the church of God. Amen. Me on my own. Amen. In my own situation, in my own struggles. Amen. I, I cannot resist. Amen. The power. Amen. The, the, the gates of hell. Amen. But once I link up with my brother and my sister and I pray it through. Amen. Dad, I pray it down with you. And Brother Nelson, we get together. We, the gates of hell cannot prevail against that, Jaheem. Amen. The gates of hell cannot prevail against that, Andrew. Amen. That is what? Amen. That is where the power of God lies. Amen. Those of us who are weak, those of us who are struggling, amen, we link together and sow together weakness and reap power. Amen. Those of us, amen, that are sowing together corruption, we reap incorruption. My God, I wish somebody would hear me this morning. Amen. That's how we have revival. Amen. Those of us, amen, who are human, who are failed, amen, who come up short, amen, if we can continually reach out to those who also are failing, who also are weak, who also are powerless, we can sow, amen, weakness and reap power. Come on, church. Amen. Don't you want to see it? Don't you want to have that kind of church? Don't you want to experience, amen, something with power? Don't you want to experience an incorrupted foundation, amen, where the apostles and the prophets lay the foundation? Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Amen, don't you want to stand on an incorrupted foundation like that? Hallelujah, hallelujah. I got plenty of time here this morning. I feel like preaching. Amen, I feel like preaching to an apostolic church. Amen, I feel like preaching to some apostolic people. Amen, I feel like preaching, amen, to those of us who are weak, those of us who are powerless. Hallelujah. If you could just keep on sowing. Hallelujah. If you could just keep on sowing. Amen. This is something that I was getting ready for tonight, but I might as well go ahead and give you a sneak preview. Amen. But in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. 
as long, amen, as there's seed in the ground, as long, amen, as there's something to reap, amen, as long, amen, as somebody, amen, is willing to put forth a little blood, sweat, and tears and give God something to work with. Romans, man, I'm getting tired. Eight, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not. We really don't know the answers. I can think about it. I can calculate it. I can try to sum it all up, brother. No, I can, I can talk to you. I can talk to you. I can talk. But really, we just don't know. But I, I know someone that does know. Likewise, the Spirit, the eternal, omniscient, Omnipotent spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Not just the infirmities of the apostles. Not just the infirmities of those written in the beautiful pages of God's word. Not just the weaknesses of Paul and Peter. Not just the weaknesses of Stephen and Philip. Not just the weaknesses of the men I mean, that we read about in the word of God. But likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, your infirmities, and my infirmities. Amen. Our weaknesses. Amen. That's what the Spirit of God is there for. Amen. That's the reason He shed His blood altogether. Amen. That's the reason you and I are in this house today. Amen. The seeds that we have sown in corruption are now reaping. Amen. In corruption. Amen. Our seeds of weakness, friend. Amen. We can reap power. Oh, amen, I'm, I'm going to keep preaching this, amen, until somebody can feel it the way that I'm feeling it this morning. Amen, that, that we can have, amen, a power. Amen, we can have, amen, Holy Ghost power. Amen, we can change, amen, this situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can have victory. We can have liberty. We can have old-fashioned apostolic church, Sister Chloe. We can have victory, brother, brother Nick. Brother John, we can have deliverance. Sister Nelson, we can have, amen, outreach. We can see souls prayed through to the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yes, you and me. Yes, our weak states. Yes, amen, our fallible human beings. Yes, we can. I'm talking about revival. Amen, I'm talking about seeds, Brother Jerome. Amen, that we sow every morning. Amen, I'm talking about seeds, Sister Larissa. Amen, that we sow every time we come into the house of God. I'm talking about seeds, amen, that are sowing. Amen, and we're sowing. And in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Hallelujah. 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 
Man, I wish I could express this the way I'm feeling it. Man, I, I wish, amen, amen. Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, casting all your care upon him. Why? Huh? Oh, he cares for us. He cares for you. He cares for me. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. He cares about your problems, Brother Andrew. My God. So I'm going to find myself a place and cast my cares on him. Amen, friend, I was here late last night. Amen, I had some situations, amen, that I'm personally struggling with, that I'm dealing with. Amen, that I feel like I'm weak and I can't, I feel inadequate. I don't feel like, amen, I can do it on my own. So I made my way up into the presence of God. And I walked away from that prayer meeting, amen, with more power, amen, with more, amen, Holy Ghost, amen, that I entered into that prayer meeting with. I told God I can't do it. I don't know what I'm doing. All I am is flesh, and I'm a 25-year-old ding-dong. I don't know what I'm doing, amen, but what I do know is that God, amen, and likewise also helps my infirmities, amen, where I feel weak, that's where he's strong, amen. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. Child of God, amen, you just got to, he already knows it's there. Amen, he already knows, I hope I'm not spitting on anybody this morning. Amen, I know I'm, I'm letting it fly. Amen, but he knows it's there. Maybe I should get my hanky. Give me one of those spit guards. Hallelujah. He knows the weakness is there. He knows the struggle is there. I mean, that's why he picked you. qualifications for the job are a weak inadequate human being he's not looking for people that think they're qualified he's not looking for people I mean I feel like they got it all on the ball I'm not saying I mean, it's wrong to feel that way I mean it's it is good I mean to, to, to have a plan and all that but, but why I'm saying that the Lord is, is looking for those of us who can admit God, this is where I'm struggling. I was with you in weakness and in fear and trembling. I don't come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom. Paul, among all of the apostles, would have been the one that was capable to come before the people of God enticing words of man's wisdom. He was the one that studied at the feet of Gamaliel, a scholar of the law, the one who knew it inside and out, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, as he put it. He was the one capable, amen, in his own abilities, amen, to deliver, amen, a prestigious, perfect message to that Corinthian church. Paul even though he was actually capable, didn't feel like he was capable. Even though he really could have delivered, amen, a message, amen, and and certainly has, two-thirds of the New Testament, amen, is written by Apostle Paul. 
articulate, clear, internal. But listen to the way he approached the Corinthian church that day. I was with you in weakness. I was trembling. I was in fear. If I must needs glory, I'm not going to talk about the things that I know. I'm not going to talk about the things that I feel like I've figured out. I'm not going to talk about the things that I feel like I have the answers to. But Paul said, if I am going to glory and boast about anything, I'm going to talk about my infirmities. Sister Rebecca, if you could come. It is in our worst state that God can do his best. Don't you remember the day that you received the Holy Ghost, how you felt? When you felt that tugging and that drawing to the altar to repent of all the things that you've done wrong. There's, it's likely that from a practical standpoint, you were a successful person. It's possible from from a purely analytical standpoint that your future could be great. Good old Joey over here. He's learned how to play the piano, knows how to play the drums. He's got a tremendous future. But when when old Joey received that old Acts 2.38 message, he felt the same way that every other person that received the Holy Ghost felt before he repented. God, I'm not worth anything. I need the Holy Ghost. I don't care what my future holds. I don't care what people presume that I am something to be great. I don't care that people presume and that, that I've already accomplished great things. I'm talking about maybe, maybe even some adults that came to God amen, in, in your stage of life while you were an adult. Amen. You maybe have accomplished wonderful tasks and, and become successful at your job and career. If you have the gift of the Holy Ghost, I mean, you reached a place of feeling like you were inadequate before you see the Holy Ghost. And I submit to you that's the reason that you received the Holy Ghost. Because you were willing to find a place and say, God, I don't got it all figured out. I don't have all the answers. I've been struggling with this struggling with that forgive me the Bible says that he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness but what about us that have received the Holy Ghost and are living for God isn't it true that the same principle man, that caused us to receive the Holy Ghost in the first place will cause us to go higher will cause us to go further, will will help us to do more. Wouldn't that make sense? 
água. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. How do you receive the Holy Ghost? And Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When you do, though, you receive power in your weakness. You sow weakness, and you reap power. Sow corruption, and you receive the incorruptible Spirit of God. I want to help somebody today realize that it is perfectly fine to admit that you're struggling. In fact, I submit the the opposite is a dangerous idea. That if we don't admit that we're That if we don't constantly remember where the Lord brought us from. If we don't constantly hold that in our memory and in our heart. We're subject to more corruption. We're subject to greater weakness. We feel like that we've got it. But in reality we don't. But if we can go find that old altar again of absolute vulnerability before God and express that we know it. We know what you already know, God. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Isaiah said in 61. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. Oil of joy for mourning. Garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he might be glorified if we can admit and acknowledge our weakness there's a day that people will look back on New Life Pentecostal Church and say that was a church who was planted by the Lord that was a church where trees of righteousness grew Individual, strong as a tree, 
planted by the rivers of water, immovable. Unstrained by the winds and pressures of life. Trees of righteousness. Can we all stand this morning? Ye shall receive power. You know what we need, Sister Rebecca? All we need is a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost all over again. A fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you have the Holy Ghost, you need the Holy Ghost more. If you have the Holy Ghost, it's critical that you receive the Holy Ghost again. It's important. It's necessary. It is vital for your salvation that you don't stand on the glory of an old experience. But that you find a place and receive the Holy Ghost again. It's possible that some corrupted things have crept into your life since you received the Holy Ghost. It's possible our carnal mind which is enmity against God has contrived some thoughts that struggling with ideas of revival victory, deliverance it's possible and all we need is just another touch of the Holy Ghost all we need, amen that our weakened persons our this weakened group of people, we just need the Holy Ghost. You just need the Holy I need the Holy Ghost. I want a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. I'm sick of trying to solve it on my own. I'm sick of trying to calculate the answer. I'm sick of trying to fix the problem. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmity. What we need is the Holy Ghost, friend. These altars are open. What you need is the Holy Ghost. What you need is the Holy Ghost. It is a power that we need. Transforms us from a weakened individual into a powerful child of God. From a corrupted idea into an incorruptible foundation of ideas. God, we need the Holy Ghost. God, we need the Holy Ghost. Come on, child of God, you need the Holy Ghost. Not one person under the sound of my 